a large segment of our coworkers who have zero online footprint. And I respect that. No social media. They never get have any sort of pictures, anything, not even on LinkedIn. Hi, this is Greg Young. And this is Bill Malik. And you're listening to Real Cybersecurity. And we're coming to the end of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And I'm I'm sad to see it go. Oh, it's awful. I'm, I'm, but it's never ending, though, right? It's, it'll, we'll still be doing cybersecurity next month. Yes, yes, there will be new threats. So fear not, uh, bad guys never sleep. And today we're going to talk about a particular venue that the bad guys sometimes uh, spend a lot of time on because there's a lot to be gathered, and that is, of course. Social media security. Indeed. If we had a bigger budget, we'd we'd have some kind of music and special effects. So I have to like cut my hands next time I say it. Say, Social media security. Yes. I think we blew our budget on the music we use for our theme song. Yeah. That was it? That would the, the cupped hands was my budget still. <laughs> good, good. Well, clean hands, that's important. That's yeah, important. yeah. So yes. Think about what you're posting and why you would post it. Our colleague, John Pescatore, made a very interesting observation about posting on social media. He said, be thoughtful about what you put there and think about it for the same reason that you don't put your kid's name on the outside of their backpack for school, right? You don't need to tell people more information than they need to get the gist of what it is you're trying to celebrate. There, there are ways to engage richly in social media uh, without giving away the farm. I think it's it's a balancing act. Uh, a lot of it's going to be personality. So uh, I think that coming out with the stern voice of cybersecurity overlord saying never use it, don't put any information. Well, there's ways to engage in a healthy way without sticking your social security number on your forehead and all the pictures. Right. Right. Uh, there's the classic one, of course, of the youngster who got her driver's license the same day she got her first credit card and she posted a picture of herself holding both of them <laughs> on social media saying, mm, bad idea. Right, right. <laughs> and unlike many of our colleagues, you and I are Facebook users. Yes. So we are out there in the world, so to speak. However, you know, we do it carefully. So uh, in my own practices, uh, there's ways to engage. So of course you can, you know, limit information. And some people are very happy to put their birthdays out there. Other people are not. Of course, it's not the year, but it, it's a gain. It's big, big, whatever you, you share, make the choice conscious. Don't do it accidentally. Right, right. Yeah, be thoughtful about what it is. Um, the kinds of the kinds of information that's contained in a photograph, the metadata of the photograph, where and when this picture was taken, as well as the informational content of the picture can be enough. Right, right. And different platforms will have different measures. Many will uh, preserve the metadata so you can uh, show, for example, GPS information of where the photo was taken. That can be uh, just as uh, the same, in fact, better than than, a, than an address right. or a, a map pin. Right, right, right. Well, and think about the rash of stories from last year when people were using the Fitbit location tracking stuff to figure out where military bases were because soldiers will wear their Fitbit. I mean, they don't want to give away the encryption codes, but they will uh, give away their GPS location and uh, physical movements. You get enough of those who say, gee, there are a whole lot of people with U.S. type names 
all jogging around this same weird location in the middle of the desert in some country far away from uh, the U.S. wonder what that's all about. Right, right. Uh, your risk profile is a big factor. So I often get teased because I put hometown and former, uh, you know, or you know, current employer on my on my Facebook. But I've done that consciously because I'm very active on LinkedIn because of my work. So that's there as well. Same person. So at least I'm conscious of what information I'm sharing. Whereas if I'm going on a business trip or I'm going on some travel, I won't post any pictures to my closed community. And that's another tip is use a closed community if you if you would like to, uh, not just the friends list because you can make errors, but then, you know, construct a group maybe uh, to do that until I'm back from the trip. So yes, you know, the fact that you're in Italy or somewhere, that's, that's cool to share, but not while you're away. Right, right. Right. You don't want to you know, tell everybody in the world that your home is going to be empty for the next week while you're traveling in Latin America. A whole series of problems come about with that information. One, of course, is now the bad guys know that your home is unoccupied. The second one is now the bad guys can figure out if they send a message and we talk about uh, smishing and we talk about vishing. <laughs> I still love smishing. Sometimes you have to put on a bagel. I want a schmear and a smish. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know what? Do you want the uh, chopped onions with it? <laughs> and a shout out to uh, Joy, our uh, a colleague of ours, who's a global social media manager who's extremely savvy in the stuff that uh, she gave you one good example of a dog showing your phone number and address on his collar. Right, right. In a photo. Passing along information unwittingly. You can show the picture of the dog and the fact that this cool collar is great, but are you aware of the fact that high resolution cameras can pick up every bit of minutiae? If lost, please call this number to find this dog wandering. Oh, okay. Now the whole world knows, uh, knows where you are, right? And then the uh, the location stuff, right? A uh, text message, hey, grandma, it's Bill. I just got arrested in Baja. Can you please send $500 for bail to this and I'll be home soon? Like, well, he is in Mexico, but geez, why would he get arrested? I better take care of it. Well, they wouldn't contact my grandma because, you know, when she was around, she wouldn't have bailed me out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Serves him right. You know, thinking thinking about it, my grandmother wouldn't have either. Maybe that's why we got into cybersecurity. Yeah, she would have been mad. I didn't take her to Baja with me to get a tattoo or something. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah, doing shots with grandma as the sun sets over the uh, Gulf of California. Yes, indeed. Uh, There's uh, some ethics, you know, the whole ethical part of whether to put kids' photos, that's sort of outside the security side, but it's still privacy. And, you know, privacy, security, safety, they're all interlinked now. They're not a separate domain like they used to be. Hmm. So not only you have to consider your kids' safety and be careful what you're doing there, but the people who tag you and the like, don't be shy about saying, hey, could you please untag me? Because they, they could be at a place with you, giving away information that you may not want to give out. So it's, I think society is advanced enough now that you can have that ask the favor, would you please mind untagging me just because, you know, I'm a little more hesitant about what I do online. I, I, you're not, I can't see you losing anybody who's a good friend over that. In fact, I'm sure they would gladly do it. So mm-hmm. because there are such a wide spectrum of what people are comfortable with and not comfortable with on social media. Sure. If as a group, you've achieved a consensus. I, I just had a wonderful uh, reunion with my uncle and aunt and their kids and their kids. And it was great to have the group, all grownups, no youngsters in there, all of us 
on social media and all of us aware of what the issue was. And guess what? The posts didn't come out until we had uh, returned to our, our original homes. And I think that's smart. That's enough. We don't need to be advertising the fact that these locations are going to be unoccupied and everybody's gone for a for a long period of time. You can handle those arrangements separately. There's no need to post the picture today. It'll be just as good tomorrow or after you get home. I always try to, uh, I, I take many pictures without the people in them quite often when I'm somewhere uh, because it's easier than asking everybody. But if you're going to include people, remember that there could be somebody who's in a situation which is very different, such as somebody with a, an ex-spouse uh, or something who uh, there's a restraining order against or something or is, or is a, a violent person. Our own situations and, and risk tolerances could be radically different than those people. Or if there's some, uh, you know, there's been a, a nasty custody dispute with children, just respect other people's privacy because they may be, you know, they have a lot of stake in there. So, yeah. Yep. Be cognizant of that. Group photos generally, you probably don't want to post those things. There's no need. Uh, class photos. Yeah. Yeah. Or just ask, just ask people. If it's a public place, you know, in a venue that's passed, odds are it's going to be fine, but it doesn't hurt to say, hey, you know, there's four people in the picture. Just, it's a great excuse to actually to reach out and, and say hi to somebody. Hey, you know, had fun at the party. Got this picture, which I'm including here. Uh, is it okay if I post that on, uh, right, right, you know, whatever, Instagram or, or the like? And yeah, you'll get a yes or a no. So. Right. And it's, and it's never, don't take it as a personal slight if they decide, no, I don't want to post it on. Well, why? You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. A certain basic courtesy. Well, because, because, and that's enough. Don't want me to post it? Make it be posted. Yeah. Yeah. And then the onus is flipped now. I think the onus is to assume not to post, not to share, uh, unless you get permission. I think that's a great thing. It's also, if you pose the question like that, hey, I normally don't share these. I was thinking about this one. Is there any issue if I post that or is that your kind of risk tolerance for social media? So, right. yeah, easy way to phrase it. And if nothing else, it's a good way to catch up with people that you had fun with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A further conversation doesn't hurt. Transcend the media. Do not uh, do not become an unwitting participant in uh, somebody's victimhood. Be smart. Be safe. Right, right. There's a whole segment of the industry that Bill and I work in. So as professional, well, professionals we are, well, members of the National Union of Cybersecurity, workers, local 231, uh, there's a large segment of our coworkers who have zero online footprint. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, they have no social media. They never get have any sort of pictures, anything, not even on LinkedIn, zero online footprint. So there's that extreme. Another case, there are people who are live a, a very rich online life and every meal they've had in the last five days is yours <laughs> to see. Every loaf of bread I've baked in the last yes, two uh, years. <laughs> I'm only I'm only posting every fourth or fifth batch now. I'm uh, I'm showing some restraint. Well, that's good. That's good. Yes, and I never I never actually post the uh, label of the uh, manufacturer of the rye that I use. So I'm preserving there. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so those batch numbers there. Key uh, part of OPSEC to uh, find people. Right. Oh, you hear OSINT or OSINT as a term used, uh, if we can just go down to the weeds a bit. So that's the operational uh, security intelligence of finding information about people through social media. So that's actually a full-time job doing that. Hmm. OS, you know, your personal security side of it, have defenses against that is a, is a contrary one. But uh, so these are techniques in that we only talked about back in the, uh, you know, the intelligence world back then or now. Many people practice them to say, hey, I'm going to try to find as much as I can through open source intelligence. So I, I apologize. It's open OS is uh, open source intelligence. So finding out as much as I can about somebody from just information that's out there can be used in spear phishing. Yeah. Right. You can assemble can assemble a great deal of, of information. There was a security breach. I'm sorry to throw a rock at the uh, State Department. They tend to score low. They have 
other bigger issues on mind and woefully understaffed. But nonetheless, there was a high profile, highly sensitive visit of a senior leader from uh, the U.S. to the uh, U.S. Embassy in Pakistan. And, you know, after doing sweeps to make sure that the confidential information was uh, confidential, they went forward with it. Then somebody happened to notice that the schedule for the limo company was online and unencrypted. So I say, you know, pick up general so-and-so at the airport at this time. (laughs) And the whole thing was supposed to be dark, but here it was out on a public accessible channel. Not as bad as posting the photograph uh, uh, when he landed, but almost. Yeah. So think about, think about side effects. Think about other places. Apply limits. Yeah, it's a little trickier now as well because of the, uh, you know, you're often most of these platforms are free. So you're getting what you pay for and what you're paying for and what you're paying with your currency is privacy quite often. So sadly, a lot of things that you, if your searches for things or looking at them, that will be, uh, you know, held onto them. And uh, we've all experienced that. There are ways to limit it. So you can, of course, take some of your browsing outside the platform where possible. But sadly, there's a lot of uh, ad tracking going on privacy across the platforms that are shared by the same platform provider, you know, between uh, Facebook and other platforms potentially. So between the browsers and the platforms they support. So it's complex, but just, you know, stick to basics. Don't get too hung up on the, on the deep part of the technology. Just, you know, make a decision on what you're comfortable sharing and just go there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, the other point is it's not just your stuff, it's other people's stuff. So yeah, check with other folks who are involved in that. Yeah. Make sure that if you're posting something about an event or about a person or a photo commemorating a meeting, that everybody in the picture, everybody participating in that is comfortable with it. And in this case, it's not majority vote. Everybody has the right to say no. And that means uh, no for everyone. So that's fine. That's fine. And be careful what's in your background of your pictures too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like the <laughs> password. Sticky on the wall with the password. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and now, now, television network. Yeah. To that, to that end, I do have, I still have it. I have a, a sticky note from uh, my Gartner days that had uh, the password one two three ABC, and I had it stuck on the side of my monitor. It was kind of a standing joke. Huh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, think about think about backgrounds. You know, show a picture of the damage to the car, but let's uh, black out or exclude the license plate number friend of mine, just uh, a spectacular thing using a Sylvania kit to uh, renew the headlights on her 16-year-old car. Showed a beautiful picture of it. I want to put it online. Said, eh, I don't think I'm going to put her uh, license plate number in the parking lot of the building that she lives in onto social media. That would be bad. Oh, yeah, be thoughtful. Some things don't need to be shared with the whole world. It's very easy to edit photos now to blur stuff out. And people aren't, you know, it doesn't spoil it. It's, uh, it shows that you took some, some time and caution. So when my son got his driver's license, I was happy to post it amongst my closed circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, you know, took out the sensitive stuff. So that's fine. You know, you know it's, yeah, it's all right. Absolutely. You can do that. Yeah. Not hard. Be safe. Keep your friends and family uh, safe. And, uh, and your enemies closer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Don Corleone is the uh, uh, shop steward of the national. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fredo, he's always the. He's, every week he goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> we know it was you, Fredo. It was yeah. you. Don't be Fredo. No. no. Yeah, don't be Fredo. No. Don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Well, it's the end of the month already. Like it just seems like. But this was a pretty good national cybersecurity awareness month, as far as these go. Right. And and we're not going to stop because the bad guys keep coming up with new tricks or recycling old ones. So, yeah, 
count on us to remind you from time to time about the multiple ways in which you can stay safe online. And this has been a different format for us as well. So if you're a new listener to the Real Cybersecurity Podcast, this last four weeks on part of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month has been really focused on sort of the consumer or home user side. We've tried to talk about as much as possible. Uh, haven't really covered a lot of the identity fraud and credit cards or uh, things like that, but that's been talked about a lot. We're just trying to get you on some of the big ones that uh, some of the, the less common ones we've talked about. Our normal format is talking about, you know, enterprise or corporate level security and go deep down those rabbit holes. But I've, I've found this refreshing, Bill. How about you? I think it's been timely and helpful, and I, I think it reminds us how broad the range of topics is and, frankly, how broad the uh, attack surface is. Stay smart, stay safe, and, yeah, we will uh, We will make sure that we cover the entire waterfront on issues of cybersecurity. Some will be important to individual users. Some will be extremely important to information security executives, uh, some to vendors, some to all of the above. So stay tuned. And thanks very much for your uh, time and attention to this this session. Yeah, thank you very much. And remember, you're not perfect either. That We've all made cybersecurity mistakes. But if you do that, don't just hope they go away. Call for help. And it's okay. Just try your best. That's all we can ask. That brings us to the end of this edition of Real Cybersecurity. I'm Greg Young. And I'm Bill Malik. Thanks for your time and attention today and joining us on our journey. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Real Cybersecurity. And our email address is podcast at realcybersecurity.net. Thanks.